1: Hello and welcome to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. I'm Brian Weber alongside Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety. On today's podcast, we're going to take you round the league with Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, spotlight the return of Aaron Rodgers with Bill Huber of PackerReport.com, and provide your playing with science checkdown. But well, Let's kick off the podcast with Peter King of the MMQB.
0: Now, it's time for 2010 National Sports Writer of the Year, Peter King, from MMQB, on the NFL on TuneIn.
1: Peter King joins us live from Heinz Field at the two-minute warning with the Steelers on top of the Patriots, 24-19. Peter, this game far from done, but so far, what has stood out to you?
2: You know, a couple of things. I mean, the Steelers really have tremendous depth. If you look and see what's happened ever since they've they've lost... Ryan Shazier, obviously, two weeks ago, probably the nerve center of their defense, their best defensive player. Uh, You know they've played well enough to win on defense last week against Baltimore, and certainly played very well today against the Patriots. Shazier with an inspirational appearance at the stadium, fired up the crowd. Crowd went crazy, crazy uh, when he was shown on the big screen, and uh, so that. And I think the one other thing is. You really imp- it really impresses you what a battle of attrition this sport is because Antonio Brown going down now maybe their best offensive and defensive players out for who knows how long with Brown. I mean, obviously, Shazier on injured reserve. So, you know, the Steelers could come out of this game with a victory, a huge victory, but it would come at a huge cost if they lose Antonio Brown.
3: Peter, coming into uh, this week, uh, there was a lot of conversation about the Philadelphia Eagles. You lose Carson Wentz, Nick Foles has to come in, and then we know how this team has done at the beginning of the season from a defensive standpoint. But you play against the New York Giants who have nothing to play for, and you, you, give, you surrender 29 points. If you are, Doug Peterson, moving forward to the playoffs, are you concerned about your defense and your ability to stop someone?
2: I was really surprised at that. I didn't see a lot of that game, but every time I looked up, Eli Manning was throwing the ball downfield to his depleted receiver core. Um, I think the one thing that has become apparent in this league, you look at Kansas City going from incredible to lousy, back to near incredible now. Um, You know, a football season is never just one continuous thing, and that's why I wouldn't draw too much uh, too much out of the Eagles giving up a lot of points to the Giants. They've come off two hugely emotional games on the West Coast. They've lost their quarterback for the year, maybe the MVP of the league, and they go in and they survived against the Giants, and Nick Foles played well enough. If I were the Eagles, I'd count that not only as a victory but a moral victory.
1: Chatting with Peter King from the MMQB, Peter, with the news that Marvin Lewis is preparing to step down as Bengals head coach, what do you think his professional future could look like?
2: Um, you know, that's a really, really good question. My feeling is that he's not uh, when you think about uh, what Marvin Lewis has done, 15 years, he's done well. Okay? And uh, it's hard to coach the Cincinnati Bengals. He's over 500, you know, over his 15 years. But zero and seven in the playoffs if you haven't won a playoff game in seven years and you've had pretty good talent on your team which the Bengals have had at least for the last five or six years uh I I mean I don't know how much in demand he would be whereas if a Bill O'Brien were on the street I think he would get uh, get a lot of interest I think the Giants could be interested the Bears could be interested Um, but, but I, I, you know, I'm not sure that Marvin Lewis is going to have his pick of jobs. Maybe he'll get hired by somebody, but I'm a little dubious about whether there's going to be a line for Marvin Lewis.
3: Peter, with that being said, you know, uh, you look at Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton, they've been, you know, tied at the hip and you mentioned the fact of the playoff history of, of Marvin Lewis. So what does this mean for the future of Andy Dalton if Marvin Lewis is moving on to pursue other opportunities?
2: I think what that really depends on Nick, honestly, is, you know, I think it was a very interesting point was raised on pro football talk by Mike Florio of the possibility of the Bengals maybe interested in Hugh Jackson. And if they get him in trade, I think John Dorsey would be willing to listen at least to a trade for his coach. You know, this is basically a shotgun marriage between Dorsey and, and Jackson. So if I were the Bengals, I would, I would, I, I, I would trade a three for Hugh Jackson You know, you look at where Andy Dalton has been happiest, that was with Hugh Jackson. You look where A.J. McCarron had some success as a rookie year backup, that was with Hugh Jackson. Uh, The big Monday night game he played in Denver. Um, In my opinion, I I think it's going to take a special kind of coach, not necessarily the same list, that uh, would be interested in coaching other teams in
0: the NFL. The NFL is on. Tune in first and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from one to eight PM Eastern. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. And we'll be right back with more after this. Catch all new episodes of some of your favorite podcasts early with TuneIn First Play. With more than 30 First Play podcasts on TuneIn, you can listen to new episodes from some of your favorite shows before they're available anywhere else. Hey there, it's Mike Rowe. This is The Way I Heard It. The only podcast for the curious mind with a short attention span. We're at episode number 83, Incredibly.
4: I'm Jack Hitt. And I'm Chinjirai Kumanyika. This is Uncivil. Where we ransack America's history. And discover that the past is never really past.
0: From the American Museum of Natural History in New York City. And beaming out across all of space and time. This is StarTalk. Where science and pop culture collide. Search First Play Podcasts and listen early,
5: listen often, and listen today.
0: This
1: is NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Now let's focus on today's top headlines with Ian Rappaport of NFL Network.
0: Now it's time for NFL Network reporter Ian Rappaport. It's the rap sheet on the NFL on TuneIn.
1: Ian, let's start with an injury update from Pittsburgh. What's the update on Antonio Brown?
5: He went down hobbling in the end zone after trying to make a catch on a contested pass. He was grasping his lower leg and then actually was helped off the field, helped into the locker room, immediately went for x-rays. I'm told they were negative. It is officially being called, according to a source, a calf bruise. And Mike Tomlin just said on the broadcast that Antonio Brown is not expected back tonight. So bad news for the Steelers. They're not going to have their best player on the field against the Patriots. And bad news for any fantasy players who were hoping they would Uh, help him uh, take them to a a fantasy win in the semifinals today.
3: And sticking with wide receivers, we saw the talented wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Marquise Lee, grasping and clutching his lower leg. What more can you tell us about his situation and how does that affect Blake Borders moving forward?
5: Well, his situation is certainly up in the air. He had x-rays. I'm told they were negative, which is good. So it's just a sprained ankle for Marquise Lee, who's really been banged up a lot but has – kind of quietly emerged as one of their uh, most impressive and, and underappreciated weapons. He's going to have an MRI tomorrow just to see the severity of this at this point. We do not know how serious it is, but of course the Jaguars have clinched the playoffs. So If they needed to take him off the field and rest him, uh, then uh, they would be okay.
1: Taking you around the league with Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Ian, a lot to unpack in Cincinnati, and you've had some reporting about what's going on mm-hmm. with Marvin Lewis. Let's start with the timing of the news item. Why do you think this news has surfaced this weekend?
5: Uh, mainly because, uh, at least I know in my circumstance, because I asked about it, uh, and I think you know th- there's a lot of focus on the timing of why things come out. Uh, when they do, people get upset when things come out pregame. The reality is that's our biggest show uh, and you know Marvin Lewis 15year head coach one of the most tenured guys in the league if not the most tenured guy in the league um, you know his status is important so I've been checking on it I talked to him last night mentioned to me that being in the front office is something he would potentially be interested in next year and uh, you know my understanding is he is not expected back in Cincinnati I know there was a report where he was walking away uh, from what I understand it would be Mutual uh, and both sides would start new.
3: Ian Devontae Adams took a big shot as he was trying to make a play and attempt to uh, tackle yeah. uh, the, the return for uh, the Carolina Panthers. And he, he's taken another two shots this season, that being one and then another from Danny Trevathan on a Monday Night Football game. What does this mean for the wide receiver? Will we or can we expect him back next week?
5: Uh, you know, second concussion. Does not look good. It's too early to tell. I mean, I know last time he he recovered well, but all concussions are different. All players are different. Uh, He is now in the concussion protocol. Um, So there's two parts to this. One is the fact that he may not be on the field next week. And, you know, the Packers could be out of the playoffs anyway. Um, Because if the Falcons win tomorrow night, I believe, and the the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in this incredibly cool fairy tale of him being back in the field, it's all for naught. The other part of this is that was a Thomas Davis, really nasty blindsided block. He could be suspended just based on past precedent. We should find out tomorrow, but obviously a key piece of that really good Panthers defense.
1: And we don't have many details in the Jerry Richardson matter beyond a sports illustrated report. Was it unusual that the team initially conducted the investigation before the league took over?
5: Um, I don't know if it's unusual, but I mean, I think it's all unusual. Uh, let me say that. You know, this is really is not a lot of precedent. And so um, when the team found out about it and certainly linked to the Sports Illustrated article that came out, they immediately started investigating, launched their own investigation. And then when I think more questions were raised and more discussion happened, then they decided, you know what, rather than risk a potential impartial investigation, um, investigation for lack of a better way of saying it just turn it over to the league whatever they find they find uh they hope for a thorough investigation and and, you know look we'll we'll see where it goes the allegations aren't good obviously um but there are at this point allegations
1: Ian, great information as always enjoy the rest of the games today with Sunday night football coming up between Dallas and Oakland we'll chat with you this week on NFL no huddle
5: Look forward to it. Thanks guys. The NFL is on tune in
0: first and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from one to 8 p.m. Eastern. You're listening to NFL. No huddle. The podcast. We'll be right back after this.
4: Hey, I'm Jack and I'm Chenjerai. we're the hosts of uncivil, a new podcast from Gimlet media. It's about the stories of the civil war left out of the official history.
0: How the Civil War Never Ended and is still with us today.
4: With TuneIn, you can get the next episode of our show a full week early so you can hear it before everyone else. Go to TuneIn.com Uncivil to check it out. That's TuneIn.com U-N-C-I-V-I-L.
1: Experience the excitement of the NFL as it happens with NFL First and Goal exclusively on TuneIn Premium. From week one to week 17, jump in and out of the action every Sunday with Nick Ferguson and me taking you from game to game We'll live home calls as teams are threatening to score. Take it the block,
4: Brady tosses, touchdown!
1: Hear every big play, hear every game-winning drop. Here's a touchdown! Catch NFL first and goal every Sunday, starting at 1 Eastern, only on TuneIn.
0: Welcome back to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart.
1: Welcome back to NFL No Huddle the podcast spotlighting the return of Aaron Rodgers with Bill Huber from packerreport.com. Let's expand the conversation, focus on the return of Aaron Rodgers. It came in a road loss at Carolina, 31 to 24. Always great to talk Packer football with Bill Huber from packerreport.com. Bill, thanks for taking the time. What were your takeaways and how did Rodgers look to you physically with the three touchdowns coupled with the three interceptions?
6: Yeah, I mean, looked like a guy who hadn't played football for 2 months. I mean, this is I mean, not a gigantic surprise. I mean, back in two thousand thirteen against the Bears after missing two months, he sputtered through, you know, three plus quarters before he ends up winning the game against the Bears. And you know, kind of the same deal today. day. Some some bad throws, some some off timing. You know, the Packers got in the big hole and you know Carolina defense was a number five against the pass and they're number three in sacks, and this is what the Panthers do. It's a it's a heck of a defense and Rodgers struggle and the Packers are done.
3: Mike, so with, with what's happening today with Aaron Rodgers and you know there's been a lot of talk about whether coach McCarthy should have started him uh with where the Packers are right now at this point now if you're Mike McCarthy moving forward you have two games remaining Minnesota and Detroit and if you look at the standings it looks very difficult and really bleak for the Packers as far as getting into the playoff even in the wild card spot so with that being said do you play Aaron Rodgers in these last two games
6: that's a good question I've been thinking about that I don't know um Rodgers is a guy who wants to play I mean I mean, you know if he gets hurt in this game you know he's got the whole off season anyway to heal, so I don't know I mean I mean I mean you played what is the message to your locker room? you answer that question for me maybe I mean, you can enlighten me what is what is the message to the rest of the team if you don't play your star guy because the game is unquote meaningless i mean what what would the rest of the team think?
3: well, the rest of the team would think, okay well we we're tossing the season away, and you won't always. Start, finish the same way that you started the season is, and do that strong going into the offseason. So for me, you know, I'm still like, listen, I have to protect my quarterback moving forward for the longevity of the organization. Brett Huntley showed signs that he can make plays for, for the offense, so stick him in and let him play. But I know for the guys in the locker room, they're going to say, well, let's continue to fight. If Aaron wants to fight, let's fight for him. Yeah, I, mean,
6: I, I do it the same way. I mean, it, it, it seems like a, a bad message to send to your team, and then you get into bad habits. I mean, if, if you know I'm one of these guys, and you're not going to start my quarterback. Well, you know, why in the hell should I play hard? And then you just get into some maybe some bad habits going into next year, where you're, you're, you're going to be a Super Bowl contender next year. I mean, you. I don't. I don't think you want to start with bad habits. By the same token, I think you probably need to get some more clarity on Brett Humley. Do you need to go draft a quarterback next year? Do you, do you need to make it a priority at a quarterback? Do you need to go get one in free agency. I think. Those are all questions if I need some answers, too. So it's, a, it's a tough question. I don't know what to do. Um, play him. I mean, shoot. I mean, like, I, like he gets hurt again. He, missed, he got the offseason to get him ready. So I personally would play him. I can, I can hear any argument against that, though, for sure.
1: Focusing on the Packers, who at 7-7 seven and seven will not be going to the playoffs in the rugged NFC with our friend Bill Huber from PackerReport.com. Bill, no moral victories in professional football, but – what did you take away from the Packers at least putting himself in a position to have a chance with back to back overtime wins last couple weeks before the return of Rodgers?
6: Yeah, this is a, a mentally tough team. You know, they they were 5 and 5. They, they lose to Pittsburgh. You know, every, everybody knew they were going to lose to Pittsburgh, but they put up a heck of a battle in that game. And then they're losing against Tampa here in Green Bay. And they came back and win. you they're losing at Cleveland. Again, the Packers have. I mean, they're, they're, they're long shots. It would have been easy for them to pack in their bag and say, well, it's not our year, our quarterback's not playing. But they should. these guys show a lot of fight, which I, mean, I guess probably gets back to what we were just talking about. Do you want to, with a team that's showing fight, you want to, you know, say the heck with it for the rest of the guys. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So there's a lot of fight in this team. I know fans are consistently frustrated here with Mike McCarthy, but they play for him. Um, they've, they've got a lot of guys with, with a lot of pride, and that's a good starting point on each quarterback back.
3: Bill and you know you are talking about, you know, Mike McCarthy and maybe the way the players feel and some of the fans feel about him. But when I look at this Packers team, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is definitely the MVP of this team. But the Achilles' heel of this team is Don Capers defense. Last year they were mm-hmm. uh, beaten up uh, by the Atlanta Falcons, and this season, you know, look how the, the way that they played thus far, and they, you know, you give up 31 points uh, to Cam Newton. And granted, you know, Cam Newton is an excellent talent, but at some point, you have to have a little pride in yourself as a defense. Is it time for the Packers organization to look elsewhere as far as a defensive leader?
6: Yeah, probably. Um, you know, I've given Capers, the I don't want to say a free pass here, but, you know, you, go, you mentioned last year. Last year, they, their number one cornerback at the end of the year was a former undrafted free agent um, who ran, ran the world's slowest 40 at the combine um, because everybody else was hurt. Um, you know, this game, they're they're – Top two corners are out. Um, they, they just don't have a pass rush, really. Uh, Nick Perry's uh, missed a out of the game, and Clay Matthews getting up there near. So, I don't. It, it's a coordinator, and that's Dom Capers. I don't know how you call a defense when you really don't have a pass rush, and your corners are hurt. Um, by the same token, maybe it's time for a fresh face, some fresh ideas, and some unpredictability from the other team, where you don't have nine years of, of Dom Capers film for Trent. Maybe it's just time to. Start from scratch. Um, they've been horrible. I, I, I've written this the last few weeks. This is this is now seven consecutive games where the opposing quarterback has beaten his pass rating for the season. Seven in a row. You've got, at some point, you've got to stop somebody. And in a pass-first league, yeah, quarterbacks, you got you got to have a quarterback. But if you can't stop either quarterback, you have no chance. And they can't stop any quarterback. And until they can figure that part of the equation out, it's going to be the same old thing where Rodgers is going to be great. They'll go to the playoffs. They'll maybe make some noise. But then they're going to face a really good quarterback in the playoffs and get killed. I mean, we saw it against Matt Ryan last year, and hell if they got in the playoffs this year, they got they got crushed by Jared Goff. You know you, they got to get that figured out, and it's probably time to make some changes, and not some but big bold changes.
1: Bill, great information as always. Thanks for joining us again today on the NFL on TuneIn.
6: Take care, guys.
7: Appreciate it. Enjoy
0: the games. The NFL is on. Tune in. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from one to eight p.m. Eastern. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. We'll be right back after this. Long count. Matthews
8: got it. Wants to throw. Looks right. Comes middle. Throws it. Is five. Take five. Take two. Take one. so
4: to Touchdown. Hi, Lions fans. It's me, Tori Petri. Hey, it's me, Lomas Brown here. We're the hosts of the Tori and Lomas podcast right here on TuneIn. Well, we found the angle to the house, and the Lions are right back in it. Tune in on Wednesdays as we break down the Lions' last game and preview the game coming
8: up. We'll see you there.
9: This is Jay Conner and this is Alex Hardy and we're the co-hosts of The Extraordinary Negroes. Each week we talk about relevant issues within our community, stuff like entrepreneurship, parenthood, mental health, and the latest shenanigans with some of your favorite media personalities. But we make it a point to infuse humor and colorful language in order to make these often heavy subjects as relatable as possible. Because who says you can't be informative and entertaining? So check us out every week here on TuneIn for your weekly dose of humor, insight, and colorful language. This is NFL
0: No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell
1: Stewart. This is NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Let's talk fantasy football with Michael Harmon of SwollenDome.com.
0: Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans.
4: Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What
0: a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. He goes to the near side, and it's picked up. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy, fantasy fix. Always a pleasure to talk fantasy football with our friend
1: Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. Mike, Nick Ferguson, and I have the great honor of multitasking for seven hours without commercials. so we need your insights. Take us back to the early games. Who were the standout performers at the quarterback position?
7: Well, I'll tell you what, it's gone at just how we drew it up. Eli Manning and Nick Foles, top five, joining Brock Osweiler and Blake Bortles. I mean, Cam Newton with the 242-4, and certainly we had expectations that he put up points against Green Bay, but didn't think that you'd necessarily see this type of explosion from him, especially with Funches ailing a bit. But they rally, come up with a huge effort. Uh, But a lot of names across each position that are leaving people scratching their heads and wondering where the heroes are.
3: Mike, Nick Ferguson there. We watch as Antonio Brown went down here in the uh, second quarter of the game against the New England Patriots. Uh, We haven't been updated on the injury, but it seemed like it was pretty serious with him being lifted off of the field. Uh, With him being out, who elevates and now emerges out of that wide receiving core for the Pittsburgh Steelers?
7: All right, the latest update is a left calf injury. they taken him in for x-rays, according to uh, the reports that, that I'd seen a little bit earlier. Uh, so, return questionable. Uh, Eli Rogers getting the ball uh, creatively thus far, but going downfield, it's it's time for Martavis Bryant. He's long out of the doghouse, and the target count has been up. Now's his time to shine. We're seeing a little more leaky uh, defensive back work from New England the last couple of weeks. You saw Jay Cutler with all sorts of time and freedom last week, but thus far the pass rush starting to get a little bit after Ben Roethlisberger. He's being attended to on the sideline as they went to a commercial break, so uh, for for Ben, we'll see how quickly he needs to get the ball out. Maybe Jesse James starts to see a high target count here if the pass rush keeps coming on Roethlisberger.
1: It's the Fantasy Fix with Michael Harmon from SloanDome.com. Mike, we know Todd Gurley Has already had a big first half as the Rams are dismantling the Seahawks 27 to nothing. Who are the other standout running backs so far?
7: Latavius Murray uh, came in as a high-expectation guy today. Got you your 100 total yards and a score. Kenyon Drake also exceeding expectations, given uh, a little bit of the ninja-slash-sleeper status rising from the ashes where people uh, didn't have grandiose expectations, despite the robust yards per carry uh, coming in. Uh, but LaShawn McCoy, a couple of touchdowns uh, for some fantasy owners that had drafted him early. They're no doubt shaking their fists. As if you know someone had spoiled their favorite new movie that's you know maybe playing out in theaters uh, and they didn't get to watch it because well he didn't score a lot of touchdowns uh, when you were still fantasy viable but uh, you know here at least you've got more of the usual suspects so guys that had high expectations coming in uh, coming through with in the clutch Kareem Hunt's effort last night I mean really just set the bar way higher than I think anybody could have expected against that Chargers defense, though it had been a little bit leaky uh, against the run. But certainly some big-time performances here, and it's good to see the pinball machine uh, start to work here for fantasy owners in a playoff week.
3: Mike, uh, there's a lot of teams settling into the fact that their season is now over, while other teams are trying to position themselves for a late playoff push. Who has been the, the biggest surprise for you, and week 15, or even leading up to the season thus far.
7: Well, I'll tell you, for week 15, you know, the fact that Jacksonville, not that they didn't, we weren't expecting them to win and perhaps win convincingly, depending on how much uh, you're a believer in Blake Bortles, but the fact that you lose Marquise Lee and Keelan Cole steps in, third straight week that he scored. Leading all receivers 186 yards after the 99 and a score, uh, target count up at nine this week. So he'll be a fantasy waiver wire, uh, darling for the title game. That's right. People are going to be putting title game aspirations on Blake Bortles. <laughs> uh, but, but also the fact, you know, Eli Manning comes up, uh, with a big effort. And with Aaron Rodgers' return, if people had the guts, you know, the oh, if you got the guts kind of move, you know, you got good returns from Cobb and Adams. Obviously, we'll be watching to see their health status going forward. But if you had a little bit of faith that Aaron Rodgers would be able to get that offense moving, you were rewarded.
1: Finally, Michael, looking at the Monday Night Football, is Devontae Freeman a must-start against Tampa Bay?
7: He is arguably the second or third Uh, ranked player for the week. Obviously, we've got a lot of games in the books now and big performances in in these afternoon games. But with no Tevin Coleman there and half the Tampa Bay defense uh, playing uh, from the sidelines, there's going to be a lot of guys in sweats uh, that are normal starters, especially on that defensive line. So a good opportunity here. Mohamed Sanu in the receiving core. You know I'd I'd do my best to uh, promote him every chance I get given his uh, consistency. So for Matt Ryan, it looks like one where he's going to be licking his chops.
1: It's a new also featuring versatility, just like you, Mike. You're great during the week on NFL No Huddle. Thanks for the special appearance today on First and Goal, and we'll chat with you this week.
0: Appreciate you, Nick.
7: Good to meet you, buddy.
0: The NFL is on Tune in First and Goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens, live every Sunday throughout the season from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast, and we'll be right back with more after this. The
6: 11th Hour with Brian Williams. Tomorrow's headlines before they go to
2: print. I've just been handed some great reporting. Tomorrow's questions before anyone's asked them. Could you make an obstruction case? Tomorrow's conversation tonight. Who is there to stand up to the boss and speak truth to power? Not a single person.
6: The 11th Hour with Brian Williams. More than the day that was, it's the day that will be. Weeknights at 11 Eastern on MSNBC.
8: To solve a crime, you need to go to the crime scene. So, in my podcast, Unsolved Murders, True Crime Stories, I team up with writers and actors to recreate the circumstances around cold cases and try to solve real crimes. Every Tuesday, we delve into true and real cold cases, like the Black Dahlia murder. Listen to new episodes of Unsolved Murders, True Crime Stories, one week early on TuneIn.
0: Welcome back to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart.
1: We continue on NFL No Huddle, the podcast with the intersection of football and physics. It's time
0: for the Playing with Science Checkdown, where science and sports collide.
1: Pleased to be joined by our friends Gary O'Neill and Dr. Eric Goff. Gary, how are you?
7: We're good. You can call me O'Neill. I prefer O'Reilly, but just don't call me late for dinner. It's fine. Right. So, you have another splendid play for us today from today's action. I believe it's the Vikings versus the Bengals.
1: Yes. With a reminder that you can catch every new episode of Playing with Science and the entire Star Talk lineup a week early on TuneIn. We're taking you to Minnesota. Case Keenan went to Stefan Diggs against the Bengals. Gary, back to you.
7: Oh, an amazing pass from Keenan. So, Professor. Can you give us some details on that bullet pass and just bring forward the hit Diggs took after catching that pass?
8: Professor, all yours. Okay, Gary, thanks. The the Bengals rushed four on the play, and the Vikings had five offensive linemen and pass protection. When Keenum threw the ball from the Bengals' 27-yard line, he was in a perfect pocket two and a quarter seconds after receiving the snap. The ball left his hand at 50 miles an hour and just 16 degrees above the horizontal. 1.3 seconds later, the ball had slowed only a tiny bit due to air resistance and hit Diggs at about 46 miles an hour. Diggs caught the ball at the goal line while running just over 16 miles an hour. Diggs had scored but was about to pay for it. Immediately after crossing the goal line, Diggs was met on his left by free safety Clayton Fegulam, and on his right by cornerback Tony McRae. They crunched Diggs a couple yards in the end zone. Fidulum came coming in with an average force in excess of 500 pounds, very quickly by McRae with a similar force. Luckily for Diggs, he was ever so slightly ahead of Fegulam and McRae, where the forces would have been a lot larger. Violent football collisions can have forces greater than a 1,000 pounds during very short time intervals. After he got up, Diggs celebrated by going to the back of the end zone and fired the ball into the purple padding behind the end zone. And Gary, Diggs fired the ball at 41 miles an hour, which wasn't too much slower than Keenum's pass.
6: Well, what do we learn in class today? Keenan has
7: a cannon for an arm. Diggs Well, that man can take a hit, and if you are around the end zone and the receiver hasn't spiked the ball, quite simple, duck and cover. That has been Playing With Science take on today's play. Back to you,
0: guys. We'll chat with you next week. That was the Playing With Science Checkdown. Make sure to check out the Playing With Science podcast with new episodes premiering one week early, all free, only on TuneIn. You're listening to NFL No Huddle, the podcast. We'll be right back after this. Hey, I'm Jack.
4: And I'm Chen Jirai. We're the hosts of Uncivil, a new podcast from Gimlet Media. It's about the stories of the Civil War left out of the official history, how the Civil War
0: never ended, and is still with us today.
4: With TuneIn, you can get the next episode of our show a full week early, so you can hear it before everyone else. Go to TuneIn.com Uncivil to check it out. That's TuneIn.com slash
1: U-N-C-I-V-I-L. Experience the excitement of the NFL as it happens with NFL First and Goal, exclusively on TuneIn Premium. From week one to week 17, jump in and out of the action every Sunday with Nick Ferguson and me taking you from game to game. We'll have home calls as teams are threatening to score. Take it to block. Brady tosses. Touchdown. Hear every big play. Hear every game-winning drop. Here's a, a touchdown. Catch NFL first and goal every Sunday starting at 1 Eastern only on TuneIn.
0: This is NFL No Huddle, the podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart.
1: As we close out NFL, no huddle, the podcast. Let's celebrate
0: individual achievement with Nick's Picks. You're listening to NFL First and Goal on TuneIn. It's time for Nick's Picks.
3: Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Well, for Blake Bortles, he's embraced his dark side, and fear is his ally. 21 of 29, 326 yards, three touchdowns as the Jags celebrate the first playoff berth since 2007, be mindful of your thoughts. They will betray you, see through you, and score touchdowns we can. That's the message from Panthers tight end Greg Olson to the Packers defenders in routes to 116 yards and one touchdown and on nine receptions. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Sterling Shepard proving here in his second year that he has what it takes to be a top receiver in the NFL. 11 receptions, 139 yards. One touchdown for his third 100 game of the season.
0: The NFL is on TuneIn. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens. Live every Sunday throughout the season from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern.